Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach, Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. Praise the Lord. Lots going on. Amen. That conference is going to be phenomenal. Well, it's Memorial Day weekend. You can see by the flags, we love our country. How many still love your country? Amen. How many know we live in the greatest country in the world? We're thankful that you're here. If you're watching online, we welcome you. Let's give a hand to those that are watching online, especially those that cannot be here. We still have some elderly people in our church that don't ever miss. They, they love being here, and we just want to say hi to you all. I want to do something this morning before we introduce our, our awesome pastor, guest pastor this morning. We had a great uh, outreach yesterday, a great concert out in the parking lot. I want to thank all the workers that put that together and served in every capacity. And uh, how many know when we do something, if one person's life gets touched, it's worth it all? Amen? One person, one couple, one family is worth it all. Amen? While you're clapping, if we have any guests this morning, we want to make sure you feel welcome. Let's make sure that they know that we're glad they're here. If you're visiting, you're a guest in our house. Hope you come back. As we love this country, I think about my papa. My papa was uh, a man that I honored greatly and still do to this day. Even though he's in heaven, uh, he was one of the most patriotic people I ever met, and he served in uh, World War II. He served uh, in Vietnam or in, uh, in Japan, and uh, so this morning I want to re- uh, recognize those. But first, I want to recognize anybody in our church that is active or have served in the military. If you would stand this morning, we want to honor you and thank you this morning for your service. Amen. Come on, let's give him a big hand. Amen. We thank you. Thank you all. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Amen. And also, uh, I'm I'm standing already. I can't stand any more than this, but I am standing uh, for my papa that was, this is a memorial, so we're remembering. If you have a loved one that served and uh, maybe gave their life or served in their lifetime and they're passed away, I want you to stand for them this morning. And we want to stand in memorial of them this morning. All those who served, all those who lived. And gave their lives for us, amen. Praise God. Thank the Lord. Amen. You can be seated. How many know that if those people wouldn't have stood, we wouldn't be able to stand today? And we don't want, we don't want to forget them. And a lot of times on, well, all the time on Memorial Day or Veterans Day, I show a video. Uh, but I didn't show one today because we've got a live and in-person, amen, a vet with us. And uh, we're so thankful that he's here with us today. Uh, Pastor Mario forgot too. We did it in the first service. But me and Pastor Mario and Dion said, my wife, if you notice an extra glow on us this morning, it's because we're grand- grandparents officially. <laughs> Amen. Briar Knox Owens was born yesterday at 829 a.m. And they're super excited and super happy, healthy and beautiful. I got to, I, I got, got to drop off food. Uh, yesterday, and as I was dropping off food, I was at the thing to go into the area where the babies were, and they said, who are you going to visit? And I said, Andrews. And I was like, Owens. <laughs> That's tough. It's tough, you know, after all those years. Get the, I wasn't going to get in with Andrews anymore, amen? But today, we had an awesome word in the first service, amen? We even have some people who are staying to hear the second, because he's preaching kind of, a, kind of two messages this morning. But uh, been th- so thankful to have met Pastor Mike through our fellowship, and now this is the third time he's been here. It won't be the last. We'll continue to have him come and his precious wife, Dee. Uh, but he's a real man of God. He served in our military as a Marine and uh, sings all over, the, all over the United States and uh, goes to a lot of places and gets in a lot of doors that most people can't get in because of his patriotic songs. How many are still thankful for patriotic songs? Amen. <laughs> Songs about our great country. And uh, he, he, he has the gospel in all of his songs. In 2017, he was the International Gospel Country Gospel Music Artist of the Year. Uh, he's, he has never done this for any awards, but he just keeps getting awards. His songs just keep rising to the top of the charts. And he's doing it all for the glory of the Lord. And his heart is in his evangelist. He wants to preach. He wants to help the church. But we were talking about this before service and between services. When you're a, a pastor... And you get to go be the evangelist like I do when I get to go preach at other churches or Pastor Mario does. Or when pastors come here and preach for us, it's an advantage because as pastors, we're never going to say something that would affect or hurt the church. 
But an evangelist is able to come in and say something from a different angle and hit us with things we need to hear. Amen. And then he can just pop out and leave. Amen. And he'll have to deal with it. <laughs> but he is a tremendous preacher, man of God, has a wonderful wife, wonderful kids. His uh, son is pastoring their church. They've given it over to their son. Uh, they've pastored for over 30 years. Powerful church up in Kansas that I'm looking forward to go and preach there one day and uh, see that congregation. But uh, he's going to give us a powerful word. I want you to get your, your notebooks ready and your, your pens out. But maybe get your hands ready first because I know he's going to sing a few songs. Let's let Pastor Mike Leichter let him know he's welcome this morning as he comes. Give him a big VWO welcome. Amen. This ain't no house of the blues. It's a house of the blues. There ain't no place to break down. It's a place to break through. This ain't no place for that. It's a place to sing and shout. So get out if you put on your dancing shoes. It's like us if you want. Lay your burden down. Hey, make the music loud. Forget about your girl. And let's have some children. Cause when your praise goes up, the glory will come down. Lay aside your fear. Cry your tears. I'm turning around. This ain't no house of the It's a house of the blues. There ain't no place to break down. It's a place to break through. This ain't no place to die. It's a place to sing and shout. So get out of the queue. Put on your dancing shoes. This ain't no house of the blues. 
been so blessed this last day. Just meet some of you. You're going to how God delivers you and sets you free. Don't that make you want to shout? Don't that make you want to sing? I tell you what, God brought me the same thing. Brought me through all that stuff. Smoke-filled ballrooms. And I'll tell you what, the Church of Jesus Christ ought to be the stoutest, the loudest room there is tonight. You're a royal spoiler, Paul. You got a broken heart. But you're in the right place. Just like mercy can be. Cause there's a miracle man. And one touch from his hand. Can take away your pain. So Jesus came to stand your claim. This ain't no house of the This is a house of the blues. It ain't no place to break down. It's a place to break through. This ain't no place to die. So let's sing and shout. I'll stand up and 
When I got into that first song, when, that last song, I, I forgot that I preached this morning and sang all day yesterday. But thank God, I, I stepped on something over there a while ago and got that last high note. <laughs> Praise God. It's so good to see all these young men and young ladies here today. Won't you give the Lord a shout for those guys? And Jaslyn, are you in the house? Are you here today? Uh, did, did the commercial. Uh, I want you to be my spokesperson. <laughs> Isn't she awesome? Yeah. Jerry, you did good too, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Matter of fact, we're standing for the Word of God. I'm going to get into this message, but let's just thank the Lord, uh, the Lord for the Word. Father, we honor your Word today. We stand in honor of your Word, not in honor of a man of any kind or nothing but the dust. But God, we're thankful for your word, and that word makes us alive. We're thankful today for the contract that you have given us. We stand on it firmly today. May we speak it firmly and strong by the power of the Holy Spirit. Anoint me today to deliver the word, anoint the people to receive the word. In the name above every name, the name of Jesus, and everybody said amen and amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Darling, can I have your Bible? Now, this is my wife's Bible, and that, that, now it's mine. And she won't like this because she likes to mark, mark up her Bible, but you'll have to get you a notepad over there somewhere, because I need this Bible to wave. I've got scriptures typed out and things down here for the message. But I want to thank God that I have a contract. Come on, say, I have a contract. Y'all take that word of God. I remember in, in youth camps that I used to preach youth camps and and uh, you know when the kids get all on fire for God and they get so full of the word and so and and there'd be some kid laying down there you know with, with some kind of demonic problem and kind of and the kids take that Bible and be rubbing it on him <laughs> get that word on him amen and uh, but we need to understand that we have a contract in this in this Bible this is not just a Bible uh, this is God's contract to you and me the Bible and this is my text today, the Word of God. My grandfather was old-fashioned Arkansasier, and he said, uh, I'm going to go from Genesis to Revelation. Just pick up your Bible. I'll, I'll hit that scripture somewhere in there. <laughs> because the contract of uh, this contract, I possess all that it says I have, and it's God's contract to you and me. And if I obey it, and if I stand upon the Word of God, and if I believe it and act upon it, it is binding to you and me. It's binding. The, the story that I, I think about is before I read our text this morning is, is about Mark Perky, which is Mike Perky's brother. He, he was a singer on TBN and a preacher. Mark Perky is an evangelist, and he, he came down with cancer when he was in college. 
and he was a, 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 going to be a professional ball player. He came down with cancer through all of his body, and they were going to open him up, I mean, open him up and, and try to take out all the cancer they could. But that night, his grandmother got, got the Bible, and she stood on the Bible, her feet in her prayer closet, she stood on the Bible, and she prayed in the Holy Ghost all night long. The next morning she came for the surgery, and as they was hauling Mark down the, down the hallway to the surgery, uh, she jumped out in the hallway and stuck her thumb up in the air and gave him a wink because she was letting him know, I stood on the Word of God all night long, and God's going to make everything out. They went in there and couldn't find one bit of cancer. That's the power of the spoken Word of God, standing on the Word of God. The Bible said in Deuteronomy 28, one of my favorite scriptures in the, in the Word, it shall come to pass, now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all His commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Word of the Lord. How many believe that's, that's truth? Come on, how many believes that's true? Yeah. Blessed shalt thou be in the city. Blessed shalt thou be in the country. Blessed shalt be the fruit of your body, the produce of the ground, and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you go come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies to, that rise up against you to, to be defeated before you, your face, they shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command, listen to this, get a hold of the word command. The Lord will command the blessing on, the store, on your storehouses and in all which you set your hand, and he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is given you. This is what the brother talked about this morning, about the hand. The Lord will command the blessing on, on your storehouses and all of that. The Lord will establish you, verse 9, as a holy people to himself, just as he has sworn to you, if you keep the commandments of your, the Lord your God and walk in his ways, then all the people of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. The Lord will grant you plenty uh, produce and uh, 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 goods and fruit of your body, increase of your livestock, and in the produce of your ground, in the land which the Lord, Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open to you the, the good treasures of heaven to give you rain in, in your season on your land and bless the work of your hand. You shall lead, uh, lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. He, he shall be, uh, you shall be above only and not beneath if you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you this day, and, and, and are careful to observe them, so, shall not, so you shall not turn to the side from any of, of the words I command this day to the right or the left to go for other, other gods to serve them. I want you to know seven times this scripture says command or commandments. Seven times. I want to talk today about, about the command of faith or the voice of command. The voice of, of command today. In Exodus, I want you to understand that God had given his uh, people a covenant. He made a covenant in Exodus with his people, uh, Abraham's seed, that he would bless them. They were a type in the shadow of the church of Jesus Christ today. He made a blood covenant with them, with a lamb, and they told him to watch that lamb for a certain amount of days and make sure it's without spot or blemish. It was a type and shadow of Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God slain from the foundation of the world. Then take that once you observe that lamb, and it's a perfect lamb, to take the blood of that lamb and put it on the on the on the doorpost and on the lintel. In other words, making a cross, if you will, on that door and, and get behind the door because the death angel's coming. And it was a covenant that God made with his people. He also said that in Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 16, it says that God, the, the high priest, we have been given min the ministry of, uh, that is far superior than the old priesthood. That he gave us a better covenant based on better promises because of the blood of the Lamb. 
pointing back to that lamb in the day of Exodus when they left Egypt's bondage, that that covenant that God made with his people, he brought that into the new covenant, but yet he made it a better covenant in that time based on better promises. So God remembered his covenant to the people of Israel, if you remember this. And the Bible said in Psalms 105 and 37, he brought them forth also with silver and gold, and there was not one feeble one among them. Let's break that down just for a moment. I'm going to teach for a moment, then I'm going to preach. He brought them forth out of bondage. How many have been brought out of bondage? Praise God. He brought them forth out of bondage, as his promise, also with silver and gold. Listen, everything that Egypt took from Israel when they took them captive, everything that the devil stole from them, they had to put it back because God put upon them a desire to give unto the slaves, if you will, everything that had been taken from them with interest. And so the Bible said they left with, with, with everything was owed them, they left with the wealth of Egypt in their pockets. And then thirdly, there was not one feeble one among them. So the lamb brought health and he brought wealth to the people of God according to nothing more than his promises. Get this today. Isaiah said in Isaiah 61, he said, The Spirit of the Sovereign God is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to, to comfort the brokenhearted and proclaim the cat to the captives to be released, the prisoners to, to be freed. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the day of the Lord's favor has come. There was a time in the book of Luke chapter 4 that the Messiah, Jesus Christ, our King, our Canaan King, come walking into the temple. He walked right up to the chair that they had reserved for the coming Messiah. They didn't look at him as the Messiah, but Jesus Christ took the Torah. And he, he, he took the pen out where they were uh, supposed to read that day. And it happened to fall on Isaiah 61. And he read this scripture to the audience before him and sat down in the chair reserved for the Messiah and said, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. Uh, Jesus walked into the synagogue and fulfilled everything. Our Canaan king today does not, he didn't sacrifice his life for nothing. He didn't go to the cross for nothing. He didn't hang on the whipping pole for nothing. He didn't take the cat of nine tails for nothing. He didn't raise on the third day uh, alive and well for nothing. But it will be for nothing if we don't learn how to get the voice of command in our heart and begin to command the things that Jesus Christ bought for us by his own precious blood. Nothing we have done. Somebody said the command of faith had, had one church kind of put out something on me. He said, he come up and talk about commanding God. I, I'm not talking about commanding God. I'm talking about devil. Get your ugly, green, hairy finger off everything God promised me in my life. I'm going to have what the Word of God says. This is my contract from cover to cover, from Genesis to Revelations. That's the way the old-timers used to preach it. They, 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 the text was the entire Bible. My grandfather would he'd start out in Genesis and end up in Revelations because he believed everything in that book was relevant for today. Can somebody shout amen? amen. Romans 10, 9 and 10 said, If thou shalt confess with your mouth, you've got to get your mouth involved. Other things than gossip. <laughs> Moving right along. Good thing they took your offering already. I wouldn't have much. <laughs> believe in your heart what God has done for you. For with your heart you believe all that God has given you. And with your mouth you confess. Confession is made. A declaration is made. And salvation is received because you open your mouth and you speak out of your mouth. That's why the man of God, if he's a real man of God, will say, confess this before men. Confess Jesus Christ. That's why I, everybody I pray with, here's my yesterday, here's my today, here's my tomorrow. I give you a forever yes, God. I'm going to serve you the longest day life. Hell or, hell or high water, I'm going to serve the Lord. We have to get something out of our mouth. It has to come from our heart that hell knows he lost one. You see, the same with healing. I'm healed because I confess that with his stripes I am healed. Say that with me. With his stripes I am healed. I'm delivered because he that the Son sets free is free indeed. It's the word of God. I am preserved because Psalms 121 and 8 says, The Lord shall preserve thee from evil. 
He shall preserve thy soul. That means thy mind. He shall preserve thy going in and thy going out. The coming in and going out. And now and forever. They ought to say that right there. Now and forever. God has preserved my mind. He's preserved me from evil. He will protect me. He is my God. He is my protection, Psalms 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He makes me whole because the Bible said in John, the third John, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. It's your faith in this contract. It's how much you really believe. Do you really? Jesus came one time to people and said, do you really believe? believe I can do this. That's what he says every time you get out of bed. Do you really believe I can do this? Listen, we go everywhere and preach the gospel. We go everywhere and we park our, our, our truck with all kinds of equipment in it and we park it everywhere. But before I leave there, the Bible said that every one of us have an angel assigned to us and the angels encamp around them that trust in him. I didn't say angels. I, I, I post you around my truck. This is, the, this, is, this is the Lord's work. I post you around here and I'm going to tell you something. There's been tires and wheels stole off of vehicles all around my, my truck and my truck has never been touched because I stand upon the word of God. I believe what I say. Come on somebody. Then I was watching some little some little simple movie of some kind of sci-fi movie and a little funny looking guy he would, he would say this to a younger guy and he, after he would say something he said I have spoken. I thought well, that's a confident little fellow. I kind of like him. We need some of them in the church. I have spoken. What, and somebody said, well, who do you think you are? I have not spoken what I think, but with his stripes I am healed. I have spoken in Jesus' name. Can somebody give God a shout of praise? We must decree. We must decree a thing. We must decree the contract. We must command it by decree. The Bible wants us to do that. The Bible talks about that. And the reason we can decree a thing, press down, shaking together, running over jobs, better jobs, raises bonuses and benefits, sales and commission, estates and inheritance, interest, men income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gift surprises, finding money. <laughs> Every time we take the offering. Now, now the, the lead pastor doesn't do that anymore. That's not his, his vision. But every time I get up and preach, we do that because I, I, I believe in that. Somebody said, what do you mean? You're trying to command God? No, I'm commanding everything. Come on, somebody. Everything God says belongs to me. It belongs to me. Got to decree it. Why did we decree a thing? Well, Job 22, I'm glad you asked. Verse 27, thou shalt make thy prayer unto him. There's a time to pray. And, thou shalt, he, and he shall hear thee. He'll answer it. Thou shalt pay thy vows. There's a time to pay your vows and pay your tithe and all that good stuff. Thou shalt decree a thing and it shall be established unto thee and thy light shall shine upon thy ways. Thou shalt decree a thing and it shall be established. Well, who's writing that? It, it's the prophet of God, the Solomon, writing the things that God, the, the Holy Spirit, gave him. The original says if you decree what you need of this contract, I, God, will make it happen. The American Baptist published Bible says, For thou wilt purpose a thing, and it shall stand. Jerusalem Bible says, Whatever you undertake will go well. Knox Bible is a great Bible. All thy desires thou shalt have. And the last part of that scripture, And the light shall shine upon thy ways. Knox says, All thy paths shall be sunshine. Moffat translation says and you shall live in sunshine and the living Bible says and the light of heaven will shine upon the road ahead of you you see we've got to learn all God wants us to do is decree the contract with with faith the faith that you believe you don't have to have the gift of faith every time to believe the word of God you've got to learn to walk by faith to live by faith our elders have talked about faith so much you see I thank God for a church like this that's uh, has a, a mindset of reaching souls and personal soul winning that's where the church really is and that's what it is the greatest church in the world is a church that's got its members going out telling people about their testimony and telling people how what God has done for them but if you don't have the faith to move you come on somebody 
that when somebody gives a how many knows when somebody gives a testimony if they if, if they really feel that and mean that testimony can you say amen if someone speaks a word or someone wants to pray over me and say well let us let us go I'd just like to pray for you right now I, I, some people I said no thank you because I can already see that you can't believe what you're even asking God for. I don't want a hope so prayer. Come on. I don't want some treasure chest prayer. I want somebody to step up and say, devil, get your foot off of what belongs to God. Won't you give God a shout of praise right now? Here's what I've seen in the body of Christ. It seems like God's people have no trouble commanding things to go. Sickness, go. Devils, go. Disease, Go. But why don't we command things to come? I have 45,000 square foot under roof. I didn't have a dime to my name. I had $6,000 when I came off the road as a full-time evangelist to start that church. And today, there, there, there's, there's 40, my son hasn't built a thing. It was all built under my ministry. Why? Because I stood out in that field and said, God, the, the man said, said, you want this land? I said, yeah. He said, you have any money? I said, no, but my father's got a bunch. <laughs> I wasn't talking about Hank. <laughs> I had faith. You know what God did? Within two weeks, God gave me 35 acres. Come on, shout somebody. And then they said, you'll never be able to build a church. I had a, I had a, a, a board member rise up and say it in my church, he, he, didn't, he wasn't with me very long. But he... he <laughs> He rose up and said, I'll tell you what, it'll be on the 5 o'clock news in California. If we get a, if we get a loan to build a building on this land in the next five years, I, I said, well, you might as well go ahead and go ahead and line them up because I'm going to tell you something. Before this year's out, we're going to build. Before that year, uh, we had a big old 160-foot by 60-foot building. Would somebody shout amen? Devil said, you're going to record again? You know how much it costs? You know those tracks that I, I just played for you right now? Cost $2,000 a piece with the musicians, the A-Team Nashville musicians. That, not just anybody playing those, those instruments there. It cost $2,000. That doesn't include going back and putting my voice on those tracks or, 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 or ordering any, tra any, any of the, uh, pro the product produce you see out there. Oh, no, no. This last time I said, God, I, I need some songs. God began to give me songs. I wrote a lot of, a lot of new songs. I'm going in the 22nd of June to record. And I went ahead and booked it. My wife said, what did you do? I said, I'm, I booked it because God gave me the songs God's going to provide. Well, the first thing I do is I run into a producer in Nashville that is, is, has two Grammy Awards uh, for producing albums. He produces all the top country singers. And he said, I want to produce your album. You're a country. I like your country. I want to produce you an album. And I thought, you don't understand. I've got to have so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. They've got, they got C, B, and A-team musicians in Nashville. And the A-team is the expensive ones. And I said, I named all the ones I want. He said, I'll get them for you. Here's the one I, I want to design everything. Here's the one for you. He said, I'll get that one for you. And you know what he did? He told me that I will give you, I will give you what you have done in the last. I will make it half price. Then I go home and meet with a businessman, and I, I thought I'd get, maybe he's given a few thousand dollars before to help me record. He's a patriot. I, I, I sat there at dinner with him, and, and I, he said, what do you want from me, Pastor? Uh, what, what do you need? He's not in my church. He's not in my church at all. He's an old, old boy, just a little, kind of old hardcore boy out there, been a bouncer at a nightclub that I, I led to Jesus over his desk. He said, what do you need? He said, God's been blessing me here lately. I know I hadn't been quite faithful to church, but I, I'm going to get in there. But he said, what do you need? And I said, well, uh, I told him the amount. It's thousands of dollars. And he said, oh, okay, okay, I, I, I'll, okay. I said, okay. He said, what do, you wanna, what do you want me to do? I said, well, whatever you want to do. He said, how about I pay for the whole thing? And that doesn't mean they're free when I come back because I, I got to get on military bases to sing. Somebody, somebody shout amen there. But I'm, what I'm trying to tell you is that God will always make that way for you. You see, the Bible said that the disciples were afraid because Jesus Christ had left. But then the Bible said in Luke 24 and 8, it says that he re they remembered his words. They remembered his words. We need to remember the word of God. Some people get stuck in just 
calling things out to go. We need to learn to start calling things in. I call that recording in. I call those buildings in. I call in steel. I call in sheetrock. I sit out there in the middle of nothing, and I said, God, I need a, a, a building for my, my youth department because they're starting to explode. They run about 90 at that time. And, and after I begin to call out to God, God began to send the steel. He sent me a contractor in the church. He sent, he sent the sheetrock. He sent everything. And we men built that house of God that now is over 300 foot long and 90 foot wide and 25 foot high. You tell me God can't do something. I'm telling you, you've got to learn to start calling stuff in. Can somebody shout Amen. Up to 600 teenagers gather in that place, especially on big days. We've had up to 2,700 teenagers, and over, over 700 of them give their life to Jesus Christ. The devil is a lie. we got to learn as a church that there's authority behind the house of God and the people of God. If you believe that, give God a shout of praise right now. Your Bible said the kingdom of heaven suffered violence. There are violent spirits that come out to stop the command of God, the blessing of God on your life. That's why you've got to learn to command the blessing. And say, devil, I, I will have this because God says it belongs to me. And stand in faith before the Lord and believe him. Believe him. The Bible also says, but the violent take it by force. The violent take it by force. I, I told the story this the, the early service about my wife when they said I was having a stroke. 20 years ago, and, 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 and their average sign was there, and my head was busting, and I was dry heaving. I, I was dry heaving in the tube there when they put me in the MRI, but behind that two-foot wall of cement, I heard my wife praying in the Holy Ghost and commanding the devil to back off her husband. God reached into that tube. <laughs> I said, God reached into that tube and touched this old boy, and I'm still going today. When I was struggling as a young Christian, of, of how to stand for God. Every, every demon devil was pulling at me. My old band in the nightclubs was pulling at me. My pastor would preach words like, you've got to get in the fight. You've got to become proactive. You, you've got to stand on the promises of God and refuse to be refused. This was the uncle that was my pastor that when I was 10 used to shove me in against guys that were 15 years old and say, whip him. He'd end up being my pastor. Can you imagine what kind of pastor he was? He was a tough one. He said, you've got to begin to confess everything. Let this man of God say, we need to not let this contract be denied. We need to start saying things. This contract is mine. And woe be the green-eyed devil that lay a hairy finger on my promises of God. This is my contract from God. It's bought and paid for by the blood of the Lamb of Jesus Christ who conquered death, hell, and the grave and rose on the third day and took down the middle wall between man and God and sealed this contract this promise by pouring on his blood and this Bible says what it says I can do I will do and what I, I will do I'll stand upon the word of God but I will not be passive I'm going to command the things of God in my life well come on listen I've been preaching like this since I first started preaching some 45 years ago and I want to tell you this, that my son is now my pastor. My daughter-in-law is full of wisdom and the Holy Ghost. My granddaughter from my son speaks in tongues every day and lays hands on kids and has an anointing of prophecy and the gifts of the Spirit in her life. My daughter and my son-in-law are, are, the, are the children's ministers and ministrators in so many ways. And my grandson... My grandson, about as tall as your pastor, is, it loves his uh, papa and travels with me everywhere we go. And by the way, don't you call him grandpa. You call him papa. Amen. <laughs> travels with me. He's, he's full of power and the Holy Ghost. And when I go in these big meetings, he'll have his hand on my shoulder. He'll be laying hands on people and people be falling out in the power of God with my grandson. And my other two granddaughters are full of faith in the Holy Ghost and the gifts of the Spirit. Don't you tell me that the power of command won't work in your life, won't work in your family. The devil's alive. We need to stand on the promises of God. I come to remind you we're seated together in heavenly places. I didn't mean to get so excited. If you believe that, you'll believe anything. 
I said, I come to tell you we're seated together with Christ in heavenly places. We're above everything that comes. All this racism, all this junk, all the stuff they're teaching our kids is a bunch of bunk. There's only one blood that flows through all of our veins. It has nothing to do with our skin. The blood of Christ has touched every one of us. No power. Listen, no power is like the power of God. The president has power, but we have authority in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. So I'm going to say no demon, no devil, no sickness, no grave is going to hold this country boy down and keep me from my promises. I have determined in this life that when life gives me lemons, I'll make lemonade. When it gives me dung, I won't step in it. And when it gives me pain, I'll find joy unspeakable and full of glory. When it gives me infirmity, I'll find my healing. When it gives me confusion, I'll find my rest. When it gives me dark days, I'll find sunshine somewhere. When it gives me temptation, I'll find a door of escape and when I fall into sin I'll find the grace of God but I will be proactive and I'll have everything that God says belongs to me (laughs) devil if you don't want to hear my bell don't pull my chain I wish you'd just be bold and say what you thought, Pastor. (laughs) Here's what I'm saying. Get up. Here's what I'm saying in this COVID thing. And it's real. I I have a lot of people suffered. My family suffered. I have a lot of people suffered. But everybody come out except for a few. I'm going to tell you something. You've got to understand and believe this. There's a time for you to go to heaven. The Bible says, you know my times, Lord. My times are in your hands. You can touch Job, but you can't take his life. In other words, we got to walk through this earth. I saw the church get timid. A lot of churches, mega churches, and, and some churches won't even let me pray to the people on the altars. They have determined that COVID is stronger than the power of God. I'm not saying be stupid, but I'm telling you, use your head. But I'm going to tell you something. I've told our people back home when, when we was on, on, online for a couple of weeks and out in the cold on trailers trying to present the gospel. And, and it, I kind of got aggravated. Some of my old timers were hiding out and stuff. And I said, if you're scared, stay home. Because you step out, you're dead. But if you really believe there's power in the name of Jesus... Come on, if you really believe. Oh, I've had pastors contact me and say, yeah, but it, it could be in the pews. It could be in the chairs. It could be in the floor. It could be, yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. It can be anywhere. But greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. The church needs to stand up. My daddy's a man's man. Boy, he's a man's man. I love him. I love him. He's such a man of God. He, he's, he was my, my example. But he never learned how to swim. So if I had to get away from my dad as a kid, I'd just jump in the water. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Two thousand nineteen seventy six seven in there somewhere. D and I determined because we had grandkids coming. We determined we're we're going to build us a pool. So we had a pool dug out. In ground pool is nice and pretty. My dad came out there, <laughs> and I'd never seen him in shorts. His legs were so white it blinded people. <laughs> he came walking out through those legs. I said, Dad. You know, you're brave getting out on those. <laughs> Some things are best, under, best undercover. <laughs> but he come walking out. He looked out there at that end that said three foot. He thought, six foot, three foot. So we're going to get in there with some of the kids. 
So my dad went in there, and I just opened up the pool. If you know anything about a pool, the first of the season, the bottom is very, very, very slick. So dad got in there, and all of a sudden, whoop, all I seen was feet up in the air. My daddy started beating the bottom of that, that, that pool. He was crawling all the way. Crawl, he crawled all around that pool underwater. All the time I was yelling, Dad, stand up. It's only three foot deep. <laughs> That's what I want to say to some of the church of Jesus Christ. You need to stand up for underneath you is the word of Almighty God. It's only three foot deep. Dad thought he was a goner. You're not a goner. The devil's a lie. We're going over and we're not going under. Give God some praise right now in this house. God said, if you stand on my word, if you stand on your word, I will perform my word. Iron Mike Tyson couldn't whip Holyfield. I was a Tyson fan. But Holyfield come in speaking in tongues, I was behind him immediately. Had praise music on. Mike Tyson testifies today, he, he said, I, I never could whip him, couldn't whip him. They said, why? It's because he had a sli he slipped in a left hook all the time. He would slip my punch, he'd slip in. I couldn't stop it, I couldn't stop it. I couldn't stop it. Holyfield looked in his eyes and he saw fear. It was over. And we know Holyfield to be a great champion because, because he whipped the man that nobody could whip. Buster Douglas was an accident. Haymaker. Holyfield whipped him. Hell looks in your eyes every day when you get out of bed. He wants to see. Does he really believe? Does she really believe? When you got the, the, the prognosis that your, your son has cancer, we went through that. Now he just, just coming into the ministry, just coming in to, to, to take the helm, and all of a sudden cancer shows up, and, and hell says, see, I've got you. And, and, and D and I, we put our foot down, and our son come every day, and we prayed together, we believed together. We didn't beg God. We stood upon the word of God and said, God, this shall not be so. This is, this is not you. I'm going to tell you something. Things like that are not God. Can somebody shout amen? God doesn't bring that kind of stuff. So we stood. We stood firm. People say, well, if it wasn't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. Well, those are self-fulfilling prophecies, and I have no doubt they shall be fulfilled in your life. You've got to stand up. Instead of saying, my marriage is going down, my job's going down, all that. Get that junk out of your mouth and reform your attitude before the Lord. I saw a, a, a little sign in your pastor's office that said attitude's important, so pick a, pick a good one. You need to pick an attitude, buddy. We are, just, just pick up Deuteronomy 28 and say, I, listen to the first 14 verses. I am the child of God. I am the head and I am not the tail. I'm going to have the promises of God and everything God gave me. Command your blessings. Stop running things off and start calling stuff in. The Bible said Second Corinthians. Is this okay? Second Chronicles chapter 10, verse 5, casting down imaginations and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. If I didn't say it, it's not mine. That's what that's saying. And bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. I've got news for you. Jesus kicked the end out of, of, the, of your rut and you just step out on, on, on dry ground and decree a thing. God says decree it and I'll make it good. Let me tell you in these last days, Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. The church is being shaken. Now, the, the true church is coming out stronger than ever because actually your church grew, our church grew in the, in the time of that because we refused to stay down. And not, and I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I, I thank God for government, but I'm going to tell you something. There's something greater than government. It's called the gospel of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Amen. God's people. Everything will be shaken. 
They'll come and will, they will come shakings. And that's a part of your contract. They promise you shakings. They'll come time. But if you'll stand on the rubble of your shaking and let God see you stand there and, and know that no matter what comes against you, you're going to stand upon the contract. God said, I, I, you activate that by your words. You activate that by your words. If you don't have any words to speak, get the word of God out and start putting your finger upon the word of God and let God begin to bring those things. Listen, if I say to my F-250, my 2017 F-250 I bought at the end of 18, it was a leftover. Had, had zero miles on it. Now it has 40, 46,000 miles on it. But here's the thing. If I say, Siri, my voice activated something. Where's the closest Walmart? If Siri can answer me, I know my king can answer me. How about you? First Peter 2 said, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and a holy nation. You are a nation unto God, and we are kings, and we are priests in this time. In the Old Testament, I'm not done yet, darling. Are you all right? Yeah, go back down. Everybody give her a hand. I love it, but I can't rush this. I'm sorry, Pastor. All right, here we go. <laughs> oh, I hope she talks to me after service. <laughs> I want you to get this. Too good. But you are a chosen generation, a world priest to the holy nation. We are a nation under God. We are kings and we are priests. Would somebody say amen? In that Old Testament, only priests could come into the presence of God, of the Lord. And only kings had the power to rule and decree. But he has made us both kings and priests. Let me show you this. Priesthood allows you to worship uh, and bring offerings to God. But we no longer have, a, have to have a priest because we have a royal priesthood in heaven. That, that, that's in our heart but I can walk right into the throne room of God and I can worship because I am a priest and I am also a king and that means I have the power to legislate enforce and to rule and to reign and decree and command you see there's a truth and, and nothing is released in heaven unless we release it on earth James says we have not because we ask not and God says to us uh, he said what send his word back to him uh, and speak that word whatever you Bound on earth shall be bound in heaven. Say it with me. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth, it shall be loosed in heaven. It's, the, it's called the command of faith, the voice of command, commanding what that, that, that your family is saved, that you have household salvation. And John 6 and 63 says, the word I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. That's the word of God. That's the life that we have. You must understand, we were you either announce your victory or you announce your defeat by what comes out of your mouth. Jeremiah says that, that the words that we speak, they are life, but they also, the reverse is true. The words we speak in damnation of our, our lives are, brings damnation to our lives. We've got to stand up like kings and enforce and rule and legislate and command and give God praise and glory. We gave out a little prayer book one time, a little red prayer book that had scriptures in it in every area uh, area of when someone is dying or someone's dying prematurely and we'd written down scriptures in that thing and there was a woman that had a had a had a little nephew and he had jumped into the pool and went to the bottom and she couldn't swim herself and couldn't get him out he was underwater for 30 minutes when they pulled him out they pulled him out and tried to get resuscitate him and nothing was happening but she stood over him and quoted those scriptures and commanded the word of God that boy chose spit out some water and that boy's alive today and in college come on give God a shout of praise why because of the command I can't help you understand how strong that is because we have authority we have we, we're not we don't just have power we have authority in Christ uh, when Ebola come out and, and then the pandemic this last one uh, the coronavirus we need to understand that no wicked thing shall come near our house that doesn't mean stuff doesn't touch us we're in a fallen world but that means it cannot stay upon us we need use good sense but stand in faith church the world is watching do you really believe what you have been preaching all your life do you really believe that decree and believe 
It's like becoming pregnant. Jerry, looks like you're, you guys are doing pretty good in that area. You know, you, you decree it. it. It's like this. You don't feel nothing at first. But, but nothing at first, but all of a sudden, you feel a little nudge. Am I right? Huh? Then there'll be an elbow go across your, your belly. We, we had our son was called Bumper, and our daughter was called Thumper when they were being carried. Sooner or later, you're going to get what you've been looking for. That's the way it is when you decree something. You may not feel it at first, but sooner or later, baby, it's coming through because it's the Word of God. You know something's coming. This is seen in the life of David, and I'm going to wrap this up. Give me five more minutes. He is a, a little boy. We know as, had a kingly authority put upon him, a, king, a kingly mantle laid upon him by the prophet Samuel that chose him out. He was field tested. Watching his father's sheep, a bear came. That bear came and took one of his lambs. Here's what David could have said. Oh God, I've been out here in this field playing my little, my little harp and writing my little songs and and this bear come in and took my, my lamb, and I, I, I just, I, I tried to be the best that I can. I, I don't know why this has happened to me. Why did it happen to me? Then there comes a lion, and it comes, and it takes one of his, one of his flock. And he said, well, well, why does this happen to me? What God was doing was God was preparing him for the giant, letting him know something. It wasn't possible for that little shepherd boy to chase that bear and chase that lamb as they rose up against him and he, dis he, he, he defeated them. Why? Because the lion had power, the bear had power, but David had authority to enforce, to dominate, and to rule. Can somebody say amen? And one day he stepped out in the face of Goliath and Goliath began to curse him by all of his God's little G. And, 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 and they, they, they laughed at him. But here is Goliath. Here's the thing. Goliath was dead before David ever threw the stone because God had already given Israel the victory. He was just waiting for the voice of command, the voice of faith to step out and say, this is the battle of the Lord's and God will come out. But he'll come out victorious for us because it's it's not my battle, but it's the Lord's. That's exactly what God is saying to us today. This is not our battle. It's the Lord's. But God has to have somebody to stand like David stood. And the victory comes because their voice activated. Voice activated. I believe with all of my heart today that God has looked down. Where, where's my piano player? If she will come back, I'll give her a free CD. <laughs> May not be her style. She can give it to her country uncle. uncle. But here's what I want you to see and understand. If I believe anything, I believe that God has put his hand on this house of God. Let me come out here with you. I believe that God has laid his hand on this house of God. I don't know where you're going, but this building won't hold it. I know that much. Now, I know that out of this group right here is going to come ministers that's going to go all over this country and all around this world. And they're going to wreak havoc upon hell. Stand in strength and faith. And I, 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 it thrills me to think that I might be a little part of something like that. But I want you to know that there's greatness on the inside of you. And no matter what's happened in your family, no matter what the devil's been telling you, God sent me to tell you the devil is a lie. The devil is a lie. What you must do is determine in your heart, your soul, and your mind that God is going to bring you through, that you're going to stand the test, and you're going to stand up, and you're going to be that one like David. You're going to make your stand. And that's what God's looking for because there's nothing in this world that's any match for you. There's nothing in this world that can compare, no power on earth that can compare to the authority that's on the inside of you. And how many knows Mike Tyson had to know when he looked in the eyes of Holyfield 
I'm coming right through you. And he did that. Was it because Mike couldn't have whipped him? No, it wasn't because of that, because Mike had the ability. Because Mike could not, he could not handle what was being thrown at him. Because it was being thrown at him from another world, another mindset. And that's what we need today. Mm-mm-mm. Every head bowed, all eyes closed. If you're here tonight, if you're here today in this, in this service, and you, you, you've been bound by something. Now, nobody's going to be looking at you. You've been bound by something in this world. And it tells you it's going to take you out, take you through. There's nothing you get that can free you. I'm, I, I'm here today to tell you right now, the devil's alive. Today is your deliverance day. It's your time. It's your moment in time to break free of everything that holds you bound. There's some maybe in this house that has, never, has not laid down everything before the Lord. But God wants you to know today that if you'll just bring your everything to, to me. Yesterday, today, here's my yesterday, here's my today, here's my tomorrow. God's going to set you free. If you're here today and you've not been totally free by the things of this world, just slip your hand up right where you are and say, Preacher, I need your prayer. Would you slip your hand up right where you are? God bless you. God bless you. Is there anyone else and simply say, I, I need that deliverance in my life. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Praise the name of Jesus. I'm going to go one step further. I, I want today in this house of God for everyone that ha- is facing something in your life. May it be, may it be a disease, may it, some kind of sickness or illness, uh, maybe even uh, the things you've dealt with in this last pandemic are things that you're dealing with financially doesn't make any difference are things to your family in your home that you can't quite take care of and I know what family is and sometimes there's hard feelings and there's things you want to be free of I'm going to tell you something right now all you got to do is stand on the word of God and declare the word of God over your life and say that today everything changes I'm free today in the name of Jesus Christ when I give this invitation I want everybody to raise to your feet and you that want to come down this altar would you come down here right now especially that raise your hands and just give your life to Jesus right now. I'll stand right here with you and just stand to your feet right now in the name of Jesus Christ and just come right on down here. Come on. Come on, church. Stand with me. Come on, stand with me. Just come on down. Come on down before the Lord. Don't be ashamed. Confess Him before the Lord and God will confess you. Come on. Come on down right now. Come on, church. Join with me today in the name of Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Come on. Just come. Come on. Waiting on you right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. No matter what it may be in your life. I gave a, gave a wide decree right here. No matter what area of your life. Just come and stand right here. In the name of Jesus Christ. And lift your hand before the Lord. And let's just give it all to God right now. In the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.